This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. I am so excited about today's show. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I believe the enemy really uses to harden the hearts of a lot of believers, and that is disappointment. Um, If we're being honest, all of us have had a situation or a circumstance in which we were disappointed by God or disappointed with God. (gasps) Girl, what you say? Yes. Clutch your pearls, child. I said it. You have had a situation. I have had a situation where I was disappointed by God, where I felt like he did not come through in the way that I was expecting him to, in the way that I wanted him to. And um, the enemy really uses this uh, disappointment to plant seeds that leave us apathetic, that leave us aggrieved, and that leave us unattached from God. And so I really want to take a deeper look at this topic. So disappointment occurs when an expectation or a hope is not met. That is the definition of a disappointment. When an expectation or a hope is not met. 
right? I went through this and I want to share just a little bit of this story with y'all. Anybody who's been listening to this show for a minute, y'all know I always talk about how much I love my grannies and my Gigi who um, transitioned to heaven back in 2018. Um. I was so disappointed with God when my Gigi passed away. And if I'm being honest, God had put me in a position where I was able to use my skills as a nurse and a nurse practitioner to be able to be her health advocate. Um, I was in charge of all of her kind of medical decisions with her. And so I felt um, this overwhelming sense of like disappointment. And then also the enemy tried to use that situation. It, it was a whole thing. And I'll talk about it at a different time, but anybody who's been listening, y'all know how much I love my Gigi. And after she had passed, I was upset with God. I was disappointed. Um, and I'm going to explain why. So I had been praying and believing God for my grandmother's healing. Right. So I was doing all the things I was serving her. I was, you know, getting hospice set up. I was doing all the things that, you know, she required, but I was still praying and fasting and believing God for her healing. And she passed away. And of course I was sad and I was grieving, but I noticed that as I was going through the motions of life, I was not feeling connected. I was not feeling connected to God. Anybody who knows me knows that praise and worship at church, like I love being in a room full of believers and us just singing our hearts out to God and his spirit just falls on the room. It just, it could be a bunch of people. It could just be me. I love praise and worship. Um, But I was at church and I just was not feeling it. Like, let's just be honest. I was coming to church still. I never stopped going to church. I never, none of that. But I, I never stopped physically going, but I was not there. And so I was able to sense this disconnect. And I finally asked God, I'm sitting in the middle of church, clapping, going through the motions. And I'm like, God, I'm trying. It's like when you have a car and the engine, you're like, like I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying to be revved up here. All right. Now help us out. Um, But in that moment in church, I said, Lord, what is going on? Like, what is going on with me? And finally, I heard God say, you're mad at me because you felt like I didn't answer your prayer. And I said, what? (laughs) How you know? (laughs) How did you know this? Um, Because he's God. But yeah, God, like, he's like, you're mad at me. And so we're not going to get past this until you address it and you bring that to me. And immediately I am like sobbing in church um, because he was absolutely right. I was so disappointed because I thought that I was doing all the right things. I was praying. I was fasting. I was serving. I was serving in the church. I was serving my family, um, serving my, my Gigi through, you know, through this, this season. And I just knew God was going to heal her and I was going to be able to shout. Okay. And the walls of Jericho were going to come down. Okay. Um, and I was disappointed because I felt like God didn't come through. Like she's still gone, bro. What happened? You said some things only come through prayer and fasting. You said that like, like, I'm like, what, what is, what happened here? Um, 
And I was also just not aware that I could come to God with my disappointment without it being like blasphemous or disrespectful, right? As a new believer, um, I really don't know what I, girl, y'all look. I was just out here trying to do some stuff, do the best I could with the information I had, but not knowing that I could be upset with God and bring that to him without it feeling like I was being disrespectful or I was being blasphemous. Right. So I wore this mask um, until I had a conversation with God at church that day because I was like, bro, what is going on? Like, I am not feeling this. I want you to go home. And that is not how I feel in this space. Um, and I was so grateful that God immediately gave me an answer when I finally asked him what was going on and stopped going through these motions, right? A lot of times we have this, um, we have this disappointment. We have these, we feel some kind of way with God, but we don't have that conversation with him. And I want to tell y'all that it is so critical that you keep this line of communication open with God and in any relationship, right? I know a lot of people who listen to this show um, are like women and desiring to be married child. All of this stuff is not fun. Sometimes it's really ghetto over here in married land. And you have to have conversations with this human that you really don't want to have. And so making ourselves comfortable with, um, God to a point where we don't have to wear a mask around him. And that's something that I love him for that, that I was upset, that I was hurt, that I was, um, angry and I could still bring that to him. And his response was still love. And so it was over the next few days that God showed me that he would carry me through my grief um, that I could come to him about anything. And in fact, he did answer my prayer, but the prayer, the prayer was answered and I got the answer that I asked for, but what I was, it didn't meet my expectation. And that's why I was disappointed. It was not that God did not act. It was that the action did not meet my expectation. And so I was disappointed, right? My Gigi had received her full healing and had entered into her new eternal body. And God, he said, said, what makes you think that I didn't heal her? And I was like, oop, well, I mean, because she's not here with me, right? (laughs) Right. What makes you think that I didn't heal her? Oh, because she's not with you. Okay. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> what happens is the, the the prayers are answered in accordance to my will. Right? So my and second, let's just be very clear that my Gigi was right to go. Okay. Um, she used to always tell me she had her bags packed and she was waiting on the Lord because she had lived a great life. She had lived her life. She said, My my kids are grown, my grandchildren are grown. Like, girl, bye. <laughs> um And so it was me wanting my expectation to be fulfilled, wanting my hope to be fulfilled and not God's will. And honestly, not even my Gigi's will. Let's be for real. It was a very selfish prayer um, for me to want her to be here for forever, ever and ever and ever. And that's not what she wanted. She knew who God was. She had served him and she was ready to go be with the Lord. And she was excited about it. Um, and understood that, you know, we would be missing her here, but she was, she was like, girl, I'm about to be in the kingdom. Are you crazy? Okay. Don't have me staying here. 
Um, and so, you know, God was like, I absolutely heard your prayer and I answered it. And my Gigi had received her full healing in her new eternal body. In second Corinthians five and one, it tells us, um, for we know that when this earth tent that we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. So God, again, had indeed, um, not only answered answered my prayer, but answered my Gigi's prayer. Okay. Cause we, we probably wasn't on, we wasn't touching and agreeing. I was like, no, you stay here with me. <laughs> we were not touching and agreeing. Um, but she knew that she was receiving her full healing, um, because to be absent from the body is to be present with God. And that is what she wanted. And so the enemy was trying to use, um, my disappointment in the prayer not being answered in, in my expectation not being met in the way that I wanted it to be met to draw a wedge between myself and God. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce His purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. On the other side of this, I definitely um, can see how this was a carefully crafted tactic of the enemy, right? When seeking God on how we should deal with our disappointments, um, he reminded me of a story of the three Hebrew boys in Daniel 3. Y'all, this story is so fire, but the story is also 30 verses long, okay? And so where I would typically read the whole entire story, I ain't got it today, okay? So Daniel 3, read the entire chapter because it's the whole story. Um, But I am going to give you guys a synopsis of the story so we can get to what God is saying here, okay? So there was a king, King Nebuchadnezzar. He had a statue of himself built, a gold statue, because he was very just all about himself. And he had ordered that everybody from now on worship the statue and anyone who refused would be thrown into a fiery furnace, a fiery furnace, AKA a stove, AKA the block is hot. Okay. He was throwing them in there. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused to adhere to the King's ruling. And these astrologers went and snitched. 
Okay. Um, Daniel three twelve says, but there were some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the provenance of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. These are the people snitching. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods, little G, and do not worship the gold statue that you have set up. Okay, so Nebuchadnezzar um, got into his feelings, flew into a fit of rage, and ordered that they be brought before him. He gave them one final opportunity to bow and they responded to what is like one of now my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, And this is Daniel 3, 16 through 18. It says Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up child look let me tell you something I ain't gotta defend myself to you and I will never ever 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 okay and then was like God will do it and even if he don't God can do it and even if he don't oh y'all y'all let me y'all gangster do you hear me okay so what happens next so what happened was He really got mad, mad, and he turned the heat up on that furnace seven times hotter than usual and had the strongest men in his army tie and bind them up and throw them into the furnace. The fire was so hot that it killed the soldiers who threw them into the flames and then they fell into the flames. Okay, now I'm going to pick up reading in Daniel 324 because it's just amazing. So let's pick up at Daniel three twenty four, and it says, but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty. We certainly did. They replied, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted. I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. And then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Um, not a hair on their head was singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than to serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. 
That's Daniel 3, 24 through 30. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. Now y'all, that story was so fire. Okay, like that story was so fire and it really, really shows us how to deal in the face of a disappointment. And there's so much to unpack. The fact that not only did they, man, look, let's just talk about the fact that they was thrown into the furnace bound and in the midst of the fire, God came through unbinded them. They were in there dancing, doing the Cupid shuffle and the wobble. Okay. In this fiery furnace hmm? with the Lord himself, just, we just out here at the barbecue, but we not getting cooked. Okay. Like when I tell y'all, I was like, what the, what, what God, you, you was showing that. Okay. They stood their ground like we will never, even he can, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, the fact that they came out unsinged, they came out not even smelling like smoke. They were untouched by the circumstance. And I just love that even through our disappointments, even through the trials and the tribulations that God is with us and we can, we can praise, we can dance in the fiery furnace and come out not even smelling like smoke. But the enemy wants to use the fact that your expectations weren't met. The fact that um, you're faced with this situation where you're having to make a choice, where you're having to give up, even if he doesn't kind of praise, right? And you get thrown into the furnace and you're like, God, we out here serving. We didn't deny these little raggedy gods they got out here. What happened? And, and we in the fire now. And for God to meet you in that fire, to meet you in that disappointment, it just is such a reminder that God is so good. Like God is so good. He is so good. And he's even better because he ain't having me make no kind of choices like that. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's be real honest. 
They were strong, strong in their faith. You think that it's hard for you to to make some of these choices to declare your faith? Baby, you are not about to be thrown into no fiery furnace. So pull your life. (laughs) Perspective, like my feelings, feelings are valid, y'all, but perspective will change some things like, who God, let me get on this podcast and talk, Lord, because even though I feel like I may be um, struggling with my own self-confidence and blah, and blah, and blah, you ain't asking me to go into no fiery furnace. So here we are on this podcast. <laughs> here we are on this podcast, child, because I'm going to serve you no matter what my feelings say, no matter how disappointed, no matter um, what the fire looks like, I'm going to do because I know that you can do. And even if you don't, you still got. Okay. Um, so like I said, there's just so much to unpack, but I want to focus on three key aspects that stood out to me, um, about what happened in the story and how this story serves as an example of what we should do when we're faced with a disappointment. So here are three things about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In the face of disappointment, they and we should be uncompromising, okay? So we should be uncompromising in our faith. We should be unapologetic and we should be unafraid because they were all three. They were not they were not going to compromise by any means necessary. They were unapologetic and they were unafraid. So when we talk about them being uncompromising, right? When we are faced with a disappointment, we must not allow our disappointment to compromise our faith. We must not allow disappointment. We must not allow um, expectations not being met to compromise our faith. Even when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were facing death, they refused to worship the gold statue and the false gods of Nebuchadnezzar. And in the same sense, when we're faced with disappointment, we should not fold in our faith, right? We must be committed to God and the truths that we know about him. We know um, that God is love and that he loves us. We know that God is sovereign. Um, So we do not need to bow to the gods of alcohol, sex, drugs, witchcraft. So when I say witchcraft, y'all already know I don't play about that junk on here. When I say witchcraft, I mean mediums, psychic, uh, sage, um, just anything that ain't of God. Because honestly, if it's not from God, it's demonic and it's witchcraft. And that's on what period? Okay, how about that? Um, So you can't go to these other gods to pacify your disappointment. You're you're it's a pacifier. It's not fixing the issue. So instead, you need to cast your care and your disappointment to God. Your silence isolates you from him. Right. God knows. But God is a gentleman. He's not going to make you talk to him. So you just sit on this island by yourself of disappointment and it's a prime place for the enemy to devour you. Um, I can't remember the scripture exactly, but it says that the enemy, the Bible says that the enemy walks around like a roaring, roaring lion looking. He's looking for someone to devour. He literally is walking around like, mm, can I eat you? Can I eat you? Uh, you over here on disappointed island by yourself. Let me eat you real quick. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna devour you today. That's what I'm gonna do. 
And so we get into these modes where we self-destruct because we've compromised our faith because we are disappointed. And so we cannot allow the enemy to have that kind of power over us um, because we refuse to open our mouth and speak to our father because we're disappointed to say, God, I'm, I'm disappointed that this turned out this way. God, I'm hurt. God, I'm angry. Right. We can talk to him like that because he's our father and he loves us. And he will meet you in that space. But if you are refusing to um, open your arms and receive the help, he's not going to make you. And so then you end up compromising your faith. And you end up far from him because you were disappointed. The next thing you have to be unapologetic. Okay. The three Hebrew boys were so unapologetic about their faith. When I tell y'all the most like gangster, even if he don't. Now what? <laughs> what? Like, I'm still ain't bowing. Even if he don't do it. He can, but if he don't, we still good. Mm. They looked the king in his face and said, we don't need to defend ourselves to you. The king. Now, we don't live in the era where there are kings and queens anymore, but that's like... It's the king. Like he off with your head. Like they they was cutting people's heads off and stuff back then. Like the king, they knew who they served. So they looked that man in his orbital sockets and said, I'm, we don't have to defend ourselves. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. And they were unapologetic about their allegiance to God. And so likewise, when we are faced with disappointment, we should not be easily moved and become double-minded. The The Bible tells us that a double-minded man will receive nothing from God. We can expect nothing from God as a double-minded person, right? And so this is not the time for you to... um to, for you to kind of shrivel up in your allegiance to God. This is the time to be unapologetic. Yep, he ain't do it and what? He got something else better because I know him, right? Too many believers are ready to discredit God and no longer boast about his goodness because they are disappointed and discontent, right? They're disappointed and they're discontent. We are to remain rooted in the truth, right? All things are working together for our good. That's Romans 8, 28. We are to be anxious for nothing and pray about everything. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And we are to live and work as unto the Lord and not to men. And we can be confident that any wrongdoers will be paid back by the Lord. That's Colossians 3, 23 through 25. So we stand on these truths. And because we know the truth, we can remain unapologetic even in our disappointment. Right. A lot of times the enemy will use emotions to try to make you feel like that's what's true. And that's not go back and listen to my episode about um, dealing with your feelings. You have to take a step back and say, OK, hold on. Now, is that really what happened? Let me evaluate the situation. Oh, God took your grandma from her from you. That's exactly what the devil said to me. And he used you to do it. Oof. I was like, did he? Was it? (laughs) Hold on. Right. But then I had to remember that that was not the characteristic of God. I had to understand who that was talking to me. And I had to rebuke the devil and send him back to hell where he belonged because that's not what happened here. 
when you really look at the situation, it was, it's beautiful that God allowed me to serve my grandmother in the way he allowed me to be a part of what he was doing for her and allowed me to be a part of his healing, even though it didn't feel like that because my expectations weren't met. Right. Once I talked to God about it, he was like, actually, girl, like you, you served her well. Um, When I finally went to uh, St. Louis and we were cleaning up my grandmother's house, I found her uh, the paperwork. You know, they have you write out a living will. Um, And so there's a living will, which is not the same thing as your last will and testament. But the living will is like, this is who's going to make my health decisions. These are my goals. Um, And I still have it in my prayer closet to this day as a reminder. Um, And it was kind of a confirmation that God was like, see, you did exactly what I told you to do. Everything that my grandmother wanted, everything that my Gigi wanted um, in terms of her last days to look like, per her own handwriting, we did it. She wanted to stay at home. She did. She wanted to be around family. She was. She wanted to um, still be able to see and talk and understand. You know, she wanted to be cognizant of the time she was getting. And I have a picture of my Gigi arching eyebrows a week before she before she passed. Okay, so let's be for real. So what really happened was that God was confirming to me you like, this was exactly what I had called you to do. This was my plan all along. Your plan looked like her living to be 150 and she ain't want that. I actually told her I wanted her to live till she was 150. And she was like, child, please. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) Child, please. No, I ain't trying to do that. That's exactly right. She's like, girl, I ain't trying to do that. (laughs) So, you know, it really is so important that we remain rooted in the truth and not rooted in our disappointment, not rooted in our feelings, not rooted in our expectations. And then lastly, we have to be unafraid, unafraid, unafraid. Do you trust God with your even if he doesn't? Okay, the even if he doesn't praise. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they doubled down, okay? They was like, first of all, (laughs) let me tell you something. We know who God is and we are confident in his capabilities. But even if God didn't deliver them from the fire, they still said we will never, never, ever, ever bow to you or your false gods. Okay, never They knew that God would not leave them or forsake them. That's Deuteronomy 31 and 8. They knew that God would not leave them or forsake them. And they knew that God would come with a vengeance. That's Isaiah 35 and 4. And they were not discouraged because they knew that God was with them wherever they went. That's Joshua 1, 9. And that includes in the fiery furnace. That includes in your disappointment. That includes in that situation or that circumstance that God is with you wherever you go. That's his word. And so we can be unapologetic and unafraid. Are you willing to trust God even if you never get married? Are you willing to trust God even if you never have that baby, Sharla? Talking to myself, okay? Are you willing to trust God even if you never start the business? Even even if your loved one is no longer here, 
Are you still willing to trust him unapologetically and be unafraid for whatever God has coming next? You have to commit to following God no matter what, even in your disappointment. And like I said earlier, what's most amazing is that they still, they did all the things right. They were praying, they were serving, they refused to bow. They went to the king. They was like, man, forget what you talking about, cuz. <laughs> That's not what they said. But like, we're not doing that. We don't care. We don't care who you are. You're not our God. And these little guys you got over here, nope. Bow, nope. You got us, you got us twisted. Nah, we ain't doing that. Right. They did all the things right. And guess what? They still got thrown into the fire. Guess what? They still were, um, were disappointed with the outcome. I'm sure that that was not what they expected. <laughs> like, like, I feel like they probably was like, okay, God, any minute now is they're binding them up. They tighten the tight. The rope's tight. Okay, God, go come and loosen these ropes. Okay, like, come on, God, where you at, bro? And and they were thrown into the flames. <laughs> like, like, and it, just imagine being there. Like, okay, I, he's gonna come through because I am, I am declaring and decreeing. We've all been there. He's gonna come through because. Yeah, he just wanted to look like I'm about to get thrown into this fire because then he can get the glory, but he ain't going to actually let us get thrown into the fire. Like, I'm sure that there was a level of disappointment there. They did all the things right and still got thrown into the fire. But what's even bigger is that God met them there. God met them there and they, he was there to protect them and they were dancing in the flames. I'm not over that yet. Okay. They was in there. Cupid shuffling it up. I'm sure. So it is. Oh, like stand in your disappointment. Stand in your disappointment. Don't hide it in your heart. Stand there and God will meet you there. Because it says that he will be with you wherever you go. That's even through your disappointment. He will unbind you. And then have you dancing in the face of the enemy. Okay. Let me catch y'all out here doing the wobble with the Lord. Watch what happens. <laughs> okay. He will unbind you. He'll, he will loosen those ropes of disappointment. And have you dancing in the face of the enemy. And you won't even look like what you've been through. You won't even smell like smoke. Child, look, let me tell y'all, God be good. He be better than good. Okay. So let's recap. To deal with disappointment, you must be uncompromising in your faith. Do not bow or submit to the enemy and his schemes and devices in your disappointment. You need to cast your cares i.e. your disappointment at God's feet. Be unapologetic in your faith. You must stay planted like a tree along the river. That's Psalms 1 and 3. Your roots must be deep to withstand the challenges of disappointing seasons and for your leaves, which is your faith, not to wither. You have to have a deep root system 
That means when you're not in a disappointing season, you need to be in God's word. You need to be feeding yourself because there's going to be a point in time where you need to pull, you need to tap into your reserves. Okay. Tap, tap, tap in. That's what you're going to have to do. So I need you to be making sure that you're in your word, making sure that you're doing what you need to do now. So when a disappointing season comes, because it's not if it's when, when a disappointing season comes, you are able to be uncompromising. You are able to be unapologetic and you're able to be unafraid. And that's our last point to recap. You have to be unafraid in your trust with God. Trusting somebody takes a lot of its intentionality and you have to not be afraid to trust, right? Above all else, stand on God's word and trust his plan for your life. Remind yourself of the fires that God has brought you through before and then trust the plan that he has for your life. Plans to prosper you and to give you a hope in the future. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. Y'all know we love that. We love it until we go through a season of disappointment. So do not allow the enemy to, to, to plant these seeds of disappointment, to isolate you, to draw this wedge where you're apathetic and like, you know, you going through the motions, but your spirit's not in it, where you're aggrieved, where you're angry with God and you're swearing off church or you're unattached from God, where you just are like, man, forget all of this. I'm going back to doing things the way that I want to, because I still am dealing with hurt. That's not what this walk is about. You're still going to deal with hurt and disappointment, but the, the, the bonus, the benefit is that God will meet you there and he'll love you through it and he'll carry you through it and he'll reveal himself to you more so even in those seasons of disappointment than when everything is all good. And I'm speaking from experience. So I know that I'm committing myself to uh, even if he doesn't praise like that, even if he don't, now what? Mm -hmm. Even if he don't, He's still God. And I want y'all to get that in y'all spirit as well. God, if you don't do anything else, as the old saints would say, you've done more than enough. As Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane, right? He was, he was praying so hard blood. He was sweating blood. He was like anything, but this, (laughs) anything, but this, you see these people, anything, but this, right? But At the very end, he submitted, not my will, but yours. And that's the same thing that we have to pray that God, I'm going to pray this, but above all else, I want your will to be done. And then you have to mean it. That's a, a really good way to even avoid some of these disappointments. Right. I could have said, God, I'm praying for my grandmother's healing. This is what I want, but not my will, but yours. No, I left that part out. I was like, keep her here till I'm 60. Thanks. Right. Like that's not what I was praying. And so, yeah, because my expectation and my hope was that Charlotte would get what she wanted. And then that's not what happened. Then I was disappointed. And so just really make sure that you're committing yourself to God's will and not your own. And don't allow the devil to defeat you in disappointment. You need to give that to God and remain in position. So that is it for today's show. I pray that it blessed y'all. Okay, until next week, continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. I will talk to y'all later.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.